I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about, I can't stop thinking about my ex, what do I do? This is a big problem. This is a, this problem. Is a huge problem yes. when you're going through a breakup. Right. And if you're new to the channel, you may have not heard me to say this before, but if you're a fan, you probably have heard me explain that anxiety is an evolutionary function yep. to keep us close to our loved ones. Okay? And it is hardwired into us. So when we wander too far away from our loved ones, the brain will click on and say, you need to get back to your loved ones or you're going to die. And, if, and that's exactly what it says, just that dramatically. And that's what we're dealing with here. Absolutely. Something that's hardwired in us. And it's directly related to that. Yes, it because is. If you're two years old and you're in the woods with your parents and you wander too far away, you could get attacked by a tiger or a bear sure. or fall into we're going a back and drown. To, we're going back to cave days, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're going yeah. way back yeah. into the evolutionary um, yeah. explanation of why we have this. Yes. Okay? So separation equals anxiety. And it's like an alarm system. And the alarm system, it's like imagine a fire alarm going off in your body and you can't shut it off until you wander back to your loved ones. Right. Exactly. And so we're going to explain how that's directly correlated to the breakup. That's right. And what do you do? Yes. And we're going to give you some advice that's a little different from much of the advice you're going to find on the computer. <laughs> all right. Don't we always? Yes, well, I think we do. <laughs> um, all right. The first thing I have to say is those are intrusive thoughts. In other words, you're going, you're trying to do your job, you're trying to clean your house, you're trying to iron your clothes, you're trying to do whatever you do for a living. And these thoughts keep coming into your head. And no matter how much you want them to go away, they will not. And, and yet, no matter how hard you try to push them out yep. or think about something else, or distract you, it's yeah. almost like you can't stop it for just even a few minutes. Right. Right. And there Very are frustrating. two kinds of intrusive thoughts that we think about that are quite common. One is those obsessive thoughts, and the other is flashbacks that people who have post-traumatic stress disorder have. Like we all know about the vets who come home from a war, hear a backfire from a car, and take cover because they feel like they're being shot. Okay, so let's explain that again. All right. There's two types of thoughts that are intrusive. intrusive. thoughts that, that we experience quite commonly. Mm -hmm. okay? The first one is? The first one is obsessive thoughts, mm -hmm. like we're talking about, that come into your head again and again and again. Mm -hmm. A picture of the person, a picture of, act of activities you did together, a picture of their face, all kinds of things. And the second one is flashbacks. Flashbacks, mm -hmm. which, and we'll use the example of the people who are coming back, back from, where is it now? Kuwait. Afghanistan. Afghanistan, mm -hmm. yeah over there and they come back and when they hear all kinds of strange noises they're spooked as if they were still in battle because that alarm system coach Craig talked about goes off for them and says there must be danger here and it could be 
It could be more than just a sound. It could be a sight. A it could be a, a texture, a, smell, a touch, a, a smell. Smell is yeah. extremely powerful. Walk by, if you're in the middle of a breakup, walk by somebody who used your beloved's shaving lotion or perfume and it'll kill you. Yeah. Th those are smell bags, I think we'd have to call them. <laughs> but they do exist. They mm -hmm. absolutely do exist. Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about intrusive thoughts and how do we handle them. Mm -hmm. Well, if we tell them to go away, chances are they won't. Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure you guys have tried. Please right. go away. Um, and remember that every symptom has an adaptive side. Okay? So we may have a symptom of obsessive thoughts and it's driving us crazy. Mm -hmm. But what's its adaptive side? Its adaptive side is that it reminds us over and over again that we need to think about, process, and talk about what just happened to us. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, so they're not here for no reason. And from the biological standpoint, it's to get you safe. Yes. Get back to your loved ones get back, where you'll yeah. be safe. And so right. your brain is constantly trying to come up with, with ways to reunite with your ex. And remember, we have an unconscious mind that isn't always logical. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it isn't. So your unconscious mind is just as shocked as you are. I'm going to use the, the name of someone named George. But if you've ro recently broken up with George or Georgina, um, then you're completely out of kilter. You're shocked. You don't know what's going on. And your psyche says, oh, well, you better solve this. I better remind you to solve this. So I'll send you 800 pictures of George and times that you had together. That's right. Get back with George or Georgina. The other thing your psyche may say is, oh, you miss George? Oh, I'll fix that for you. I'll send you 50 pictures of him in your head. Okay? Because mm -hmm. the, the unconscious and so forth is not logical, but it tries to help you problem solve. Mm -hmm. So I'll call up George for you. Just wait a second. Mm -hmm. All right? So maybe your unconscious is thinking, if I send you pictures in your mind of this person, maybe you'll, you'll feel better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you'll know to go back to him because you were safe then. It doesn't seem to work. No. <laughs> no. However, um, so your psyche is trying to help you, but doesn't always do what is the very best thing. Um, so what do we know so far? We know that the thoughts are telling us to process, deal with, talk about um, George and the breakup. So when the thoughts come up, it's a mixed blessing um, because we see George in the picture and we feel kind of happy to see George. However, um, it also makes us sad. Absolutely. Okay. So some people even want to look at the obsessive thoughts as an addiction, believe it or not. In other words, I sort of am addicted to George, so I don't want to give up the obsessive thoughts of seeing him. But most people do want to get rid of the obsessive thoughts, and they can make it hard for you to function in this world. And I found that people are scared to let go of the obsessive thoughts because they feel like they're letting go of their ex. Absolutely if right. If they let go of the so thoughts. So sometimes you hold on to them as a way of holding on to the ex. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's the psyche saying, wait, I'll get them for you. Um, so what do we do? And what I'm going to say we should do is go with the process, not try to fight it. Much of the literature out there wants to list, you know, 25 coping mix mechanisms to make the thoughts go away and how to ignore them and how to distract yourself. And that never works. What we need to do is go with this process the way it's meant to go and, 
and deal with the feelings that we're getting. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're trying to work in your office and you get messages from your unconscious mind that you better process the time you had the nice dinner with George out on the pier at the beach, um, that's not helpful. But when you have time, if that's the thought that you're having, you need to sit down and remember the lovely dinner you had with George at the beach. And it will make you happy to think about it, and then it will make you very sad because you're broken up with George, yeah. and you may never get to do it again. But that is to process it rather than try to chase it away. You're dealing with the fact that you still have feelings with, for George, mm -hmm. and you're dealing with the fact that you don't have George anymore, and you feel sad. Yeah. Talking about and dealing with the feelings is the only thing that will work over time. I even saw a suggestion, um, because coping mechanisms are the in thing. Everybody wants to teach us coping mechanisms to distract ourselves. And there's one I read, believe it or not, that said, think of your thoughts as clouds that kind of float in the air and of no significance. And I thought, well, does that mean we can blow them away? Yeah, yeah, go away. <laughs> it would be nice yes, if it, it was would, that easy. But I don't think that's a solution. I think we need to go with what our psyche is telling us. Because there are times when you need to go along with the process instead of fight it. And you have to remember that until you have had a chance to grieve George, the sadness will not go away. And again, that means that looking at the feelings and the thoughts that are coming up. That's and it's very hard to grieve somebody that you're still desperately trying to work to get, to get back. back. Absolutely. It's not easy. Um, but you can also talk to your brain. I know this sounds crazy, but bear with me. Um, it has worked for some people, I promise. Okay, brain, I got it. You've sent me 85 pictures of George today. And so I'm going to make, up some, make some time tonight where I'm going to sit down and think about George for at least a half an hour. And I'm going to remember some of the good stuff we did and I'm going to think about how reasonable a plan is, it is to try and get back with him. And I'm going to work on the whole thing. So you don't have to send me 85 more thoughts between now and my time at 8 o'clock this evening. Now, what I have found, one of the biggest struggles with everybody is, Margaret, yeah. is because they're so desperately trying to figure out the plan right. that they start to create fantasies in their mind. And all of the ideas that you guys come up with on strategies on how to reattract them are fantasies. The grand gestures, the handwritten letter, they're fantasies of, oh my gosh, if I just do this one thing, it's going to get them back. And it's because your brain is desperately wanting desperately you. Desperately wanting to get back. Because it's yes. life or death in your unconscious. Yes, it is. And so what I want you guys to realize is that even after we do a coaching together, stick to the plan that we talked about. I have been through this time and time again, yeah, right. and I know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And I talked about the guy the other day that, remember, we were filming and I said how he messed things up. He was making yes. out with a girl that was yes, going really yes, well. Yes. Because after we had done the coaching, he started fantasizing about all of the things that he could do, deviated completely from what we discussed, and then made a whole mess of the situation. And that's what I'm trying to get you guys to see, is when we talk, stick to the plan. I know what works and doesn't work in these situations. And don't act in desperation, okay? Uh, because that's bound to get you in trouble. 
Um, the grand gesture. Yeah, the grand. Oh, the grand gesture. Can you give an example of a grand gesture? Well, I I give the one that I did. Yeah. Where I would would went to my ex's house and I took care of the whole yard and cut the grass and trimmed the hedges and planted flowers and and uh, laid the mulch and. And uh, I bought groceries. I had forgotten that I bought groceries. And I had bought flowers for her. Oh. And all of that. And she did not even thank me. She didn't text me. If anything, she was mad at, at, at me and her sister, who lived a few doors down. And she said, well, why didn't you stop him? She got mad at her sister for not... I don't know if I've ever shared that. No, you haven't. Story. And here, so here's the grand gesture. Look what I did for you. I did everything you need. Now do you love me? It doesn't work. And she said, "No, get out of my life and get out of my yard." Right? Yeah. And a lot of times they get mad at you. Yeah. Like um, I could give an example where I I knew a girl who was a friend of mine who was with a guy for like ten years. He was a terrible husband. Mm -hmm. He lied. He cheated. He was a horrible, horrible guy to her. I didn't know her that long. Otherwise, I would have told her to get out. But when, you know, so I kind of became friends with her towards the end of this and when they were already going through the breakup. Of course, what does he do? He wants to propose. They have three kids together. They've been together over 10 years. Now he wants to propose. So you know what happened? She got mad. Yep. She got furious. Yep. Now you want to propose? Now you want to marry me? You could have married me all these years and now you want to give now it to me? Now me. that I've ended it? So now it went from bad to, to worse. worse. Yeah. yeah, and that's what your brain is causing you to do. Obsess. Yeah. How do I get them back? How can I get her back? Right, and you are not really in danger for your life. It just feels that way. Yes. So you know, we have to try to use our brains sometimes to figure out the not so logical. And I'm often saying to people, "Are you looking for logic here? You Feelings are real." <laughs> And if you really feel it's almost life-threatening, you're not crazy. This is a common feeling. But are you going to die of this breakup? Probably not. And statistically speaking, in 10 or 12 weeks, you're probably going to feel at least a little bit better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it doesn't feel like it. It I feels like it you're dying. I know. The alarm system won't go off. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And then there's the, um, the prophecy. I know that he or she will click, quickly pick up with someone else and within two months they'll be riding off into the sunset happily. I did that. Okay. I did that. I was convinced my ex was going to move on and marry the next person, oh. that they were so wonderful and In you no kept time. saying, it's not going to happen, it's not going <laughs> to happen. No. And for me, I was convinced. There was nothing you could say or do otherwise to tell me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just was convinced this person is so amazing. Well, that's because I was attached and we had a long attachment to each other. Somebody else would see her and see all of her imperfections. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. No, they're not <laughs> going to ride off into the sunset. This woman is not easy. Yeah. Um, so even when there's somebody in the picture and your ex leaves you for somebody else, that fantasy is not going to last in most cases. Probably not. But most cases. It's technically called a thinking error in cognitive behavioral terms. Um, it's a thinking error called the gift of prophecy. Suddenly I am clairvoyant <laughs> and I know exactly what's going to happen. And try and reassure anybody who has that thinking error this week that what they're thinking is not true. I so say, how do you know it's true? Well, I can feel it. Yep. No, no, that probably isn't going to work.
Um, but it feels like you but do. But it know. feels like it, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know how difficult this this is. And what I'm saying to you is, don't try to outrun it, avoid it, or do anything else, because it will somehow come back to haunt you later in an even uglier form. Deal with it right now, where it is, as it is, and. You can absolutely talk to your brain, and you can also say things like, I'm working on this, I'm doing, name the five things, listen brain, I'm doing all of these things to, to make this better and to deal with it. So again, you, you need to give me a day off because I have to catch up at work. Mm -hmm. I can't spend all my time working on this, but I will be right back on it. If I get to work on Wednesday, I'll work on it again on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I know how crazy that sounds, and I also know that it works, or I wouldn't say it. Yeah, you could say, okay. listen, brain. Listen, brain. I've been watching Coach Craig's and yes. Margaret's videos, yes. and they're helping me grow. Yeah. They're helping me learn how to be right. a better person, and they're teaching me strategies on what to do when they do come back. So we are working on this. Yes. I'm going to do a coaching with Margaret. I'm going to do a coaching with Craig and talk about it with them yep. and get strategies. So we're going to work on this and we're going to get through this. Yep. But again, it's our brain trying to help us with motivation and it's our brain really being anxious. Yeah. Terrified. And as Craig Death. says, we inherited, we inherited um, anxiety as a survival tool. And I am really beginning to think that we inherited depression as a survival tool also because it helps us to rest when we don't have enough sense to do it. Okay. I wonder where you came up with that idea. I don't know. Where did I, where did I come across that idea? <laughs> I don't know that I ever had a client who was like that. Um, but anyway, um, we don't want you to have to go through this, but we can't protect you from it. We can only give you the best tools we have mm -hmm. for you to handle it. I wish we had a magic wand, but mine hasn't worked for years. Her broom works, though. My broom. <laughs> Oh, he's going to pay for that one. My broom works just fine. Um, and always when there's a breakup, and we just talked about this in, under depression as well, there's the you beat, you're beating yourself up. I wasn't lovable enough. I wasn't mm -hmm. a good enough girlfriend or boyfriend. If I had done this differently, if I had done that differently, if I had done the other thing differently. And beware of the ifs, because they probably lead you pretty much where the, the prophecies are going to lead you. You don't know what's going to happen. If implies it, we don't know yet if it's going to happen. Yeah. So try not to get into the ifs and the if-onlys. But they can also be part of the grief process, so they're not always all bad. Mm -hmm. um, but remember, recovering from a breakup is a process, and it's not anything you should be able to do in 10 minutes. No, right. it is not. Don't beat yourself up. Someone got back to me very earnestly after I said that one day and said it was the most useful thing I've ever said. So I'm going to say it a lot now. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. It's very difficult not it to. It is very difficult. Because you feel like the whole breakup is your fault yes, and that you, you pushed them away. Yep. If you had just done better, yep. they wouldn't have left you. Right. It's easy to think sure. that. Sure. Okay. So... Margaret, let's say somebody is out there watching the video right now and they're laying in their bed tonight and they're thinking, okay, I'm having these obsessive thoughts. What do I do? What do I do? What I do is if I'm thinking about my partner, I'm going to take a few minutes to think about my partner. What are the obsessive thoughts telling me to think about? Mm -hmm. Is it a specific occasion? Is it how it felt in the beginning? But stop and look at 
whatever is coming out of your unconscious mind, your brain, your psyche, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Stop and look at it for Stop a minute. Stop and look. And that will get you much further than trying to blow the cloud away. Then what? After you stop and look? After you stop and look, chances are it will give you a little bit of a rest. And if it doesn't, so you say, listen now, I took 15 minutes, I looked at this again, now you give me a break, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> Don't hesitate to complain. Complain to your unconscious. Complain to your unconscious. Mm -hmm. As long as you listen to it, it will give you a break. And remember the biological component yes. behind it. Yes. Okay, if you remember what I am explaining in the biological aspect of it, it's going to help you see, okay, I get why I'm doing this. It's because it's a biological component. Right. My unconscious is trying to keep me alive. It's a survival mechanism. Right. And this is wired into me. It's not my fault. It's not because of something that I'm thinking. It's my brain is trying to keep me with my loved ones because as human beings don't have claws or wings right. or a shell, we have relationships. Shells would be cool. It like would, would Yeah. So when there's a threat, to our relationship, there's a threat to our survival. Our very survival, yeah. So remember that, because when you remember the underlying reason why this is hardwired into us, yes. you can re relax, soothe yourself, and say, I'm okay. Yes, and that's something we probably need to talk, talk, talk about quite soon, is self-soothing, and we will do that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why Margaret and I are here to talk to. Yes because we know what you're going through and when you talk to us about it we're going to come up with a plan we're going to come up with the strategies yep. and you're going to feel better yes. i talked to somebody today they waited a year to talk to me Aww. they've been watching me every day for a year i'm like oh my. why what don't wait reach out you're going to feel better and i said to her i was like we could have changed the situation so much longer ago than right now yeah. and so i think she's going to do a coaching with you okay. as a matter of fact uh, the boyfriend may wind up doing a coaching okay, with you too. That's fine. And in her situation, the, the guy had a lot going on. But reach out sooner than later. Yes, reach out. It's much better to get a plan in place right. and then watch the videos. Because I might say, watch these videos. This is mm -hmm. what I think about your situation. I like people to be proactive. Yes, absolutely. You feel better. You Otherwise, do. you feel kind of like a helpless victim. Not and you don't want to feel like that. If you want to be depressed, that's the recipe. Right? That's why I was going, yeah. Margaret, twice a week. Yeah. You couldn't get me out of that office. No, you couldn't. I tried everything. <laughs> Even my broom didn't do it when I tried to chase him. Yeah, so think about those things, and that should help you understand why you're going through what yes. you're going through. Yes, okay, and be well. Okay. okay, so if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching now. Yes. And look forward to talking with you. So that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi. I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help with your situation, please contact us at askcraig.net.